welcome back to another recap, recapping the episode that you and I just watched, episode seven. And now we're a week away from hometowns. I didn't realize that last week. I should have, but maybe some of you did and were yelling at me. But again, I can't really hear you. Uh, Anyway, Matt's gaining a ton more clarity on this whole entire process. He gained it this episode and will next week during hometowns. And he had to this week because he had to realize like what relationships, even if they were good, were they at a point where in a couple weeks a proposal is coming and we saw that play out very well. I was really shocked at the beginning of this episode what he did with Heather coming in. Usually, and I don't know how often these happen, the lead would probably keep her around. However, I do think if she may have came in a few weeks earlier, whenever that other group of women did come in this season, she might have had a chance, clearly. But I think now it's just so close to that proposal and then hometowns too. Even if she was the right person and was recommended by somebody that he really trusted, I don't even see myself saying, hey, you know what, you can come into the house just because it's not an indictment on her. She could be the greatest person in the world and realistically be the perfect person for him. It's just so hard with the time and the process. So I actually was a little bit surprised by his decision there. I thought with the stamp of approval from his very well-known friend, Hannah Brown, and obviously Tyler had a say in that too, I'm assuming, that she probably would have been brought into the house, but very, very big uh, decision there by him to not allow her to come and you have to think of optics too like the show is I don't really know what again expense that they had on her but they had to bring her here she claimed she flew out on her own she drove there on her own which I'm assuming that she probably did but I'm sure the show offered to help out of course and why would you put somebody on the show if they're not going to be there for the long haul so that's something that I think all of us think about and I was a little bit shocked at him not keeping her there but then again thinking back over it I probably would not have done the same thing either in regard to keeping her there I probably would have just been like look this process is already so deep and there's just not enough time to get there even if you're the greatest person so that's how this episode started the women in the house clearly were pissed about it and I think I would be too and again don't really know who the the woman was You just know what she's doing and coming into a situation that you maybe have progressed a relationship with him faster than maybe they thought she could have, which they're probably right. So after that happens, we then get into the first rose ceremony this week, uh, the first of two. And I always notice this and, and tell people to keep an eye on this. Notice who he picks first in what particular order. Some seasons... You never really know, and it's like, wow, I thought he would have picked this person first, and sometimes people think, oh my gosh, him picking her over another at a different time means something. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I think with Matt, in regard to how unpredictable he has been, and some of the women have even said that, including Rachel, who I think she has a pretty stable footing with Matt, but he has been very unpredictable, except for when it comes to the rose ceremony. He usually picks women that are now here at the end, and I think all of us thought would be here at the beginning of this process. By the way, stick around. I'm going to get into my top, I believe it is now four, format in a particular order that I have it. Some of you will probably disagree with it, 
But uh, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to run through kind of what we saw this episode, things to keep in mind and what we have coming next week with hometown. So this rose ceremony happens. Brie gets the first rose. I think she's going to be there for a while. Rachel gets the second. Again, pay attention to the order. Serena P gets the third. And then Abigail gets the final rose. And this is where it was a choice between her, Serena C and Chelsea. And I knew deep down that Matt was probably going to pick Abigail, but Abigail also did know leading up to this that her time was pretty short lasting, at least because Matt did explain to her like he did explore so many other relationships with so many other women and the connection was just stronger. It's again, not an indictment on her. It's just how the process played out. So she does get the final rose there, but we do end up seeing her get sent home and her being very direct and honest about it. And I love that. I think every guy would want that in a woman and every woman would want that in a guy being that direct and upfront and not being able to lead on. I think Matt down the road is definitely going to respect that more than anything she's probably done. So Serena C and Chelsea do get sent home that first rose ceremony. And then uh, two one-on-ones this week, of course, Serena P and Jasenia get them. And then the final group date of this season because of hometowns are happening next week and there are less women. The Serena P one-on-one was interesting. I also love, and this is a common theme with a bunch of the women left, I wouldn't say a bunch, but a few of them left, they're very direct, they're very honest, and they tell you how they're feeling and they don't hide it, and that's who Matt attracts. I mean, I've said this for a while, you probably attract a type of person that you are innately in yourself, even if you don't entirely see it. I do think Matt sees it pretty well, and with Serena P, she was like, look, I'm very uncomfortable, even though Matt had a great time, and I think her being so honest was eye-opening to Matt because he did make a comment about, oh my gosh, we might be on different wavelengths, meaning our connections might not be there. But then we see that being a total 180 to the night where they have the nice date set up. They have the ice skating date going on after they had the little conversation that we all saw. And then she does get a rose, meaning she will be included in the hometown episode next week. She might be here for a little bit longer. We shall see what happens. And what's funny about her is I remember at the end of last week that we did our recap, I think I put her at like number six of being in there. And I wasn't even entirely sure of that number six getting back to Matt's unpredictability, which I think is a good thing, especially with the dynamic of this show. But I had her at number six and I went with a gut call on that. If you could say that was a gut call. And yeah, I think, again, she surprised me on this episode and Matt is really into her as much as I think Serena P is into him, but not as much as Matt seems to be into her. So that one-on-one ended up working out pretty well because at the beginning I was thinking, oh no, this could get bad after Matt made the wavelength comment that maybe some of you remember. So she will be at Hometowns next week. Definitely watch out for her. Matt really likes her. So then before we talk about the Jesenia one-on-one, we get to the final group date of this season. And Brie gets first dibs with Matt. And I think this was very wanted, not only by me, but a lot of you, to get some clarity as to like where Brie is with Matt. Because it feels like she's been kind of hidden. 
And Matt's face when he talks to Bree is totally different than when he talks to any other woman that has been on this season and that I've seen him talk to in general. So a lot of you who maybe don't know, I've been very attentive to detail on improving my recognition of nonverbals and being able to read them at a really high level. And I love sharing that with a lot of people that I know. And now all of you, I think being able to read nonverbals, especially as a guy, is very, very attractive. And I think women like that and women who can do the same thing, if they find a guy that can do that just as well, it could work out pretty good. But one thing that I notice with Matt and Bree is when Bree is talking to Matt and sharing with Matt her story of like, hey, this is what I did. I resigned from this. This is what's going on. Matt has the look, and I tell people this all the time, there are four spots near your eyes, almost in a rectangle, that are going to tell you everything you need to know about how into you that person is. Again, nonverbals. And it's the two spots right above your eyes, right above your eyelids, but right below your eyebrows, and then right below your eyes, right below, kind of near the cheek area. And when all of those come into alignment, and when they're in unison with one another, you will get a glowing effect, and you'll get an effect that it doesn't look like the person is sweating in a weird, like, gross way, but it looks like they're glowing. And I've never seen that with Matt with any other woman on this season or in general that I've seen him with. And with Brie, it is like so crazy because it's like Matt is lost within her. And all of you are thinking, okay, well, you're protecting your Brie pick. You're really going very distant to try and reach, I guess, and find something. But no, you can watch that back and look at that interaction on the group date whenever Brie is talking to Matt. Look at his face. You will see all of those four things align with one another. Again, for a lot of guys out there trying to figure out how into or how a woman is into you or vice versa with a woman and a guy, whatever you're into, pay attention to that because that's going to tell you everything you need to know. So that's just a little thing that I caught and picked up on this episode. Maybe some of you did too, but Bree is definitely in a good spot with Matt, even though at the end of this group date, Rachel does get the rose and what Matt did at the end of this group date saying, hey, I have something else planned for you. Let's go do this. That was a little bit telling and that was a moment for me where I was like, oh no, is Rachel jumping Brie for me? And I'll tell you about that in a little bit, what my rankings look like. But if you do have Rachel one, I totally get it and understand it. So even though they did show scenes of of Brie kind of looking sad about it and her heart being torn out, which it could have been, I still think Brie has a very good footing with Matt. Uh, Also, that group day, we already mentioned Abigail a little bit. She does be very direct with him, and that's something that Matt really respects about her. She's an absolute rock star, and I do have a feeling that she could be involved in this show someday down the line. We shall see what happens there. Uh, Also on the group date, Kit and Matt have a really good conversation. At least that's what it seems like. And Kit pretty much throws everything at Matt. Like, this is what I have going on. This is my life. And you're kind of, guess, going to have to deal with it and kind of 
say, you know what? I'm going to be your cheerleader and take a backseat to my life. That was the vibe that I got from Kit, even though she was very respectful about it. And then after Matt comes down and, and gives the rose to Rachel, the group date rose, Kit then, after that little thing that they had, Rachel and Matt, which, again, I think is great, Kit goes to Matt's place and was like, look, I can't see this working. And for as hard as people had been on Kit this entire season, her self-awareness is so good. And I think that's very attractive for a lot of guys out there. And that's probably why Matt kept her around so long, because deep down he knew that she was a really good person. And for her to be so self-aware and say, hey, you know what? We don't have that connection. This is just not going to work. I can't do this anymore because there are other women in the process and it's getting more draining each and every week is a very, very good thing that Kit has going for her too. So Kit does send herself home and Matt's face is kind of like, thank God you did that because I really did not want to. So Kit goes home and then we get to the Jesenia one-on-one where she also gets sent home that all of us saw. Uh, They had a little date during the day. I thought it was great. It was fine. Matt and Jesenia have a really good connection, really good bond. The relationship's good. And then they get to the nightcap of that. And one thing that I've picked up on Matt this season, and really any other season, but more, more specifically Matt, is when he says thanks for sharing. And he says it in a very classy, cool, calm, collected way. But usually when he tells you like, hey, thanks for sharing, he's really not that into you. And maybe some of you have picked that up, but I've really been starting to pick that up. Even if he says it with a different tone each and every time, and he really means well, when he does say thanks for sharing, it's kind of like the kiss of death. And that is what happened with Jesenia. And I I feel really bad for her here because she tells Matt that she is falling for him. Then Matt has this look on his face of like, oh no. And Matt picks the rose up and says, look, we just don't have that connection. We have a great time together. And I think the biggest problem with that Jesenia-Matt dynamic is the factor of time and them not getting enough time. And that's really the biggest complaint that so many people that are involved in this show process franchise years and years already and down the road is going to be the time aspect of things because things really do move at a very quick rate compared to the the lives that you and I live in a normal life of seeing how things work out. There's not a time aspect of this has to happen here and this has to happen there. So that sucks for her. You know, anytime you pour your heart out to somebody and they don't feel the same way, it's very, I don't say embarrassing, maybe it is, but it just sucks. Uh, but Jasenia, total rock star, She could be involved in this show in the future. Again, we don't know that for sure, but it will be interesting to see how she interacts at the tell-all, which I believe should be next week or the week after. You think I'd know, right? But we're going to see that uh, intermixed with the hometown. So usually I believe, I'm trying to be refreshed on this, they usually have that Monday and Tuesday. So they will have some sort of an... I guess, tell all on a Monday or a Tuesday and then mix it in with hometowns. They're going to try and do that some way. We'll see how production does it with the pandemic and everything going on, but it should be business as usual. So those were those two one-on-ones and the group date. 
And then after the Jesenia one-on-one, we get into Rose Ceremony 2.0 of this episode, uh, Getting to Hometowns. And to start the Rose Ceremony, Serena P. and Rachel do have them. And then, as I mentioned earlier about Matt being unpredictable, he's been very predictable in the Rose Ceremonies. And I do think who he does pick in a certain order does mean something and matter. Bree does get the first Rose. I think that was huge. I didn't have any doubts about it, and I knew he was going to pick her first. And then Michelle gets the other Rose, meaning that another woman does get sent home. It is so tough to see that happen. Uh, Piper was the one that got sent home. She clearly didn't even want to look at Matt, but I could tell that there was something there even at the beginning of this episode where she wasn't as into Matt as she maybe had been before. And she was always a little bit skeptical of this process. And I would be too. So next week is hometowns. And as I mentioned already, Matt is going to gain more clarity than he ever has uh, on this season. Maybe this episode, he gained the most amount just because bringing families into anything is always a little bit tricky, challenging, and wants to make sure he is following and listening to his heart. They do preview uh, Rachel and Matt skydiving. That is something that they usually would do with people who are really close. And then we also see a ton of previews of a lot of women who are questioning this process, and rightfully so. It's just so damn quick. I don't even know how many weeks it is entirely for all of this to play out because you have production And you have so many other factors playing into this season specifically with the pandemic and COVID and all that stuff too. So I'd love to know the timeline on that. And uh, we have prefaced other guests coming on. Don't think I forgot about that. We're just pending copyright from ABC on a few things because when you do bring certain guests on, you got to get their approval from their side of things. And then you can only talk about certain things. There's just so much that gets into it. So we do actually have some really good people lined up. It's just a waiting game at this point. I wish we would have had it already, but we got to wait and see this process play out. So anyway, before I get into my top four, I want to tell all of you about the proud sponsor of this podcast, Chase Bank. They are proud to serve nearly 63 million American households with a broad range of financial services, including personal banking, credit cards, mortgages, auto financing, investment advice, which everyone can benefit from, and small business loans at a fair rate. I've trusted Chase to handle my finances for years because their track record proves they consistently do it in a more efficient way than any other financial institution in the United States, and in my opinion, the world. Don't take my word for it, though. Chase was ranked as a top five banking provider by Forbes and Fortune magazine in 2020, And did you know that if you open a Chase Total checking account today and set up direct deposit, you get $200 just for doing so. I know that's not a ton of money, but that's money that you don't have right now. And how do you get here? Well, you can go and start getting set up with Chase Bank by going to chase.com and find out what they can do for you. The official bank of the Standard Procedure Podcast, Chase What Matters. So, for what a lot of you have been waiting for and maybe are going to be critical of, but if you are, you can let us know by reaching us on social, on Instagram, TikTok, 
email the show. But my top four. Uh, okay, so we'll start at number four. Uh, Michelle, I think, is four, but I don't think she is a solid four. I do think she will get booted next week. That word sounds so cruel, but I do think she does get sent home next week. We see in the previews her having conversations uh, with a ton of people on this process being too fast. And we saw it throughout this whole entire episode like they were trying to tell us something about her. So I do have her at number four, product of her being one of the four women left. But I do think she does get sent home. And then that leaves us with three. And Serena P has been surprising like you wouldn't even believe. Uh, I have her at three. I think her and Matt have an interesting relationship. I think, again, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Anytime you bring families into play, it will be very, very interesting. And then at number two, I still have Rachel, and I'll tell you why. I think they have a great chemistry. I think each person thinks the other one is so hot, which is great. But we also have seen how that hasn't worked out in previous bachelor seasons and bachelorette seasons and if you look at everything that has gone into this season specifically they haven't really talked about anything substance wise that we have seen on camera like they always talk about you know how into each other they are but they don't really have those deep conversations as some of the other women have had with him but Matt is very unpredictable and we don't know what he's going to do but I do think Rachel is at number two Going into hometowns, she could very easily jump my number one pick in Bree. Maybe some of you are thinking, why do you have Bree as number one still? Well, I'm protecting my pick, of course. But I do think Matt values her in a way that he hasn't valued any other woman on this season. And the way that he looks at her is just very, very eye-catching, pun intended, and yeah, I think Brie is still one. Again, you can have these women in any order that you want, and now that there are less of them, it's not going to be much differentiation. But if you have Rachel at one, I totally get it. Because after that little thing he had planned with her after the group date this episode, I was like, oh boy, I think Rachel is getting very close on my end of jumping Brie. But I do have Brie at one just because of the explanation that I already gave about the group date and just so many other things that have gone on. But we will see what happens next week. Hometowns are always going to be crazy. Anytime families get involved, they can really sway someone's decision in this whole entire process. And we will see what happens. So that's the recap, guys. Enjoy the music. And I'll talk to all of you later. It's lit. Like the five or four boys, I move through the library. Six or twelve, the flame been hot just to show you the time frame. Hundred mil down on my desk, but I'm still up deciding. Mashing M's in my account to the truck in my driveway. I'm in that photo by myself. No, it's all honey, more honey outside. No, they gon' ride to the death. Had some good years, ain't no way I get tired. I gotta do what I feel. Super Bowl, get a well. I put a lot on myself. And then feel Richard Mill on like Odell. She slid ahead, never had business to grab a torpedo. I had to go back and legal my slides like I'm 13 and 0. I 
to the baby, this got the remix, this is a part of the sequel. No, we not living the same, we not making the same, we not equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil mama can fly, had some troubles, put that in the sky. Bought the angels, know the devil will try. It's so hot, you thought Paris Hilton just said it. When we come out, we can't help but leave damage. At the party, I the world at the planet. Laid the map out, but they didn't understand it. When I'm home, know that I'm gonna Grammy. Yeah.